This is the Filmcast. Hello and welcome to the Filmcast, making you a hot cup of film. I'm Mark. I'm Theo. And I'm Daniel. Right, this week we're going to start with a section called... It's cinemas! This week we are looking at Skyfall, which all of us went to see two days ago, directed by Sam Mendes, and I thought it was pretty good. Coming away from it, I had a sort of feeling of... Well, we I don't know feeling. what was wrong with it, because if I think about it, everything was good. They played it just right. They kind of talked about like classic Bond stuff. Mm-hmm. He didn't say Vodka it, Martini. It was a good anniversary film. It had mm-hmm. all the references to other movies in mm-hmm. it. It had lots of little tidbits. It in was it. an excellent tribute. But Theo, did it feel like a Bond film? Well, this is what I've been saying to you for a while. It didn't. I, I thought it didn't feel like a spy movie. It just felt like an action movie. But I think that mainly comes from the adaptation... Well, it wasn't adapted from a book of any kind. It was just mm. written as a movie. So back in the day, you would have had like these elaborate Cold War-themed plots kind of thing. Yeah. But it's very back-to-basics here, which, Daniel, you quite liked, didn't you? Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought, my opinion on it, is that it was kind of a revolutionary classic Bond, which you don't get these days, is that it are the mix of classic and the modern, because... Obviously, it was modern. Unfortunately, there weren't as many gadgets, which would have been absolutely amazing. Mm. But not exactly Christmas, is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> there was a distinct lack of gadgets, but I think the point of this Bond film was that computers now do it all. Yeah. The computers are the gadgets because they are what blow up MI6. With that modern theme, that kind of... They felt made up for it, didn't they? Mm. Though classic Bond, of course, is... Part of the enjoyment is all of the gadgets that he uses. I was speaking to my brother briefly and I thought, like, because they have, like, a surprise character near the end of the film who is that um, groundskeeper character, isn't Uh, he? Ah, yes. It wouldn't have been so much better if he was played by Sean Connery. However, that would have really screwed things up in terms of everything. But, yeah, no, that would have been... been Talking about the end of the film, I thought the added depth to the film... This is spoiler-free. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say. The added depth to the film... I think it's going to ruin it for future Bond films when they make it. Because the whole thing in the past with Bond and his movies is that there was always that layer of kind of mysticism and he, like, mystery, that veil of mist. And he didn't like talking about it either. He kind of, like, froze up, which kind of appeared in the beginning of the film. Because they've tried to make Daniel Craig... They started off to make him more of a hitman... But then they gave him emotional depth, which we kind of see towards the end of this film. Well, mm. there should be some emotional depth to the character because that there is more really so kind of... than previous but Bonds, may... though. Was it too? I'd much say in he's this film? he's more of a hitman, but he's also got more emotional depth. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. Uh, we all came out thinking Casino Royale's better. I think Casino Royale for me is a bit more iconic. You've got some of the torture scenes. You've got Le Chiffre who cries blood, man. That's that's awesome. Like yeah, but Javier Bardem was a very very the villain good villain in this oh. was excellent, absolutely excellent. Um, what were you saying about um, the bit where he removes his teeth? Oh, um, my oh. brother was basically talking about like how that was. Oh, this is spoiler free, isn't it? So actually, we've been not discuss this. But well, it's not really a spoiler, though. No. Uh, there's one point in the film where the villain does something a little bit creepy, and it's only one point I hasten to add. They don't, like, come back to it at any moment. I, I imagine that got left on the cutting room floor or something. 
but uh, he uh, he does something which alters his physical appearance, which my brother thought would be very cool in the finale. Like Bond would be beating up the bad guy, and then it would be like Bond versus monster or something. But mm. I thought that was a bit stupid if it did come down to that. Yeah, I think so. All in all, it was an excellent tribute. It was the right thing to do. It was good uh, fun to watch as well for the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, very enjoyable. We gave it a seven out of ten, didn't we? Yeah, we, seven we out of ten. Seven. Collective seven out of ten. Yeah. The gun barrel sequence wasn't at the beginning, it was at the end, as in, as for all Daniel Craig Bond films. Was it at the big end of Quantum of Solace as well? You're the only one who's seen that tragedy. I can't, I can't I've seen remember. it, but I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> is it that bad? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, I remember a lot of sound, but that's it. <laughs> the director wanted to include the um, the classic sniper shot at the beginning of this film, but it, it's Bond walking down a corridor, and it, he said it really didn't fit in. It just looked stupid and out of place. So he was a bit disappointed, mm. but at least he tried his best. Yeah, yeah, definitely go see go and see Skyfall if you're a bit bored, and uh, <laughs> we give it a seven out of ten. To be honest, I think it's definitely worth it seeing it. Like mm. even it may not stand out as amazing, but I definitely can see it. Mm. It's quite a long film as well, isn't it? It's two and a half hours, but. We had half an hour of Bond-related adverts. I was to about start to get to that. As well, like the Bond video game, the Bond fragrance, the Bond the mobile watch. phone. There's the so watch. much. Yeah, so it, it's a long film, and be prepared for half an hour of Bond adverts. I mean, it's been marketed. It's three well. hours of Bond, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> be prepared, um, but it, it's good. They've marketed this well. They marketed it very well because it's it's raking in at the box office mm. at the moment. Tell the time with dangerous sophistication. <laughs> <laughs> the new 007 fragrance for the, men. The most dangerously sophisticated fragrance oh. in the world. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Moving <like> on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to our top five for this week with Daniel. Top, top five. five. Okay, so this week I'm doing top five crime films. Oh. Yeah. But I thought that was quite a vague category, so I've narrowed it down to View from the Offenders. So I've only picked films that are from the actual crime side instead of the law enforcement side. Oh, I see. Mm. I know what one of your films is going to be. I think I know what one of your films is going to Shall be. Shall we begin? Okay. Yes, please, please begin. Number five. Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yep. Uh, and I knew so, a Guy Ritchie film was going to be on do this. Do you think that was better than Snatch then? I haven't seen Snatch. My dad has, and he said it you was very good. You haven't seen Snatch? No, I want to. Oh. I've seen Snatch, Sprout and Pitt I haven't it? seen Lockstock, and I was very impressed with Snatch. Lockstock is um, much more of like a first movie kind of thing, but Snatch is much more of a refined experience. So. Polished. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend watching Snatch and Lockstock, actually, but but yeah, this is your list, not mine. So. Yeah. <laughs> is Snatch a crime movie? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Because I was talking to my dad about it, and he said it's quite a like, fight club. Would you consider fight club? Crime movie. Fight Club is a crime movie, yes. Okay. But you wouldn't... Is it? It's not a gangster movie. It's a crime movie. Yeah, but the... Where's the crime? Well, the fighting and the blowing up of buildings and... The whole illegal activities. It depends how you Mm. define a crime movie, because I had real trouble with this list. Because Inception is a crime movie as well. Yeah, because they're bank robbers. It's a heist Mm -hmm. movie. I know, another one's going to be on your list now. (laughs) (laughs) No, not Inception. Number four, number four. Okay. Number four. Goodfellas. Yeah, I, I knew this oh, was going right. to be That this. is your kind of like typical mob boss. Like funny how. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are a lot of those kind of like funny quips and it's just one of those, you follow this guy and he tells you about his life through... It's a true story as well. 
Ah, it's based on a true story, which makes it even. I really oh, like that one shot that um, where they walk in through the back entrance of the restaurant, mm. and it's held the really con- the continuous shot that goes on for ages. And it was just because that they weren't allowed to go in the front door. Yeah. And it looks so good that shot where he's coming through and, and like they get the table ready for mm. him and it's all moving around him like he's the center of attention. You really, you kind of get involved with that character. And, and just follow him through the journey, and it's really, really good. And, and the other great thing about Game, uh, Goodfellas, sorry, is that it was such a game changer. I mean, think of mm. any film, like it came out in 1990. Wow. So think mm. of any film before that that kind of had that like visual cinematography. Mm. It really had those kind of like mobster, uh, mobster values as well, because you remember the wedding scene where they were given those names of introducing the other people, and they were all the same. Mm. And uh, oh, that was yeah. kind of the Mickey tape, but it mm. was. It was had that values that it was kind of mm. well, Italian, wasn't it? Robert and De Niro is very good in it as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, was it he got? I don't. No, 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 no. spoilers. Ma- Sorry. <laughs> no, he got Ray Lolita. Is that how you pronounce? Yes, it? I think so. Yeah. And Joe Pesci as well. The three oh, main Joe guys. Oh, Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci just swears. His character or, is very funny. His, his character swears twice as much as all the other characters combined. Mm-hmm. Okay, and let's move on to. Number three. And going from one mobster to the, no- to the next, can you guess? No, sorry. The Godfather. Ah! You put, ah. You put the Godfather above Goodfellas. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Only for the reason, it like, I, although it's Goodfellas iconic. was dark, it's iconic, mm. which I think raised up a bit in the game. And I think it's slightly darker as well. It's got a lot of iconic scenes. Bring it back with the film made him an offer he cannot refuse. <laughs> with quotable lines and the, <laughs> the horse head in the bed, which is a very mm-hmm. yeah memorable. Sonny's scene. death is great. James Caan, his Sonny's death is is great when he gets shot in the car, gets out of the car, and then gets shot some more. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely a crime film. Yeah. It's it's definitely worthy of the list. What what were you saying about the orange peel? Uh, he puts an orange Spoilers. Peel. <laughs> he puts an orange peel in his mouth at some point, and something. <laughs> but happens. did you say that? Uh, number three, number two, two. <laughs> Shall I carry on? Yes, yeah, number two. Okay. Reservoir Dogs. Ah. Ah. The title sequence for that is very memorable. <laughs> Sorry, I love that title sequence. Where I can't remember just, it. They're all just walking out of the diner and putting their sunglasses. Oh on. yeah, yeah. Just walking down the Ah, phone. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And then the ear is all I need to say. Yeah, it, it's is it quite short? Because I remember it's 90 it minutes, getting, yeah. getting quite fast-paced mm. as well. And It keeps quite... you guessing as well. It's mm. not the storyline isn't laid out for you. You've, you've got to pay attention and kind of put together the pieces. Yeah. I love that Tarantino is also in it as Mr. an actor. Mr. Brown. Yes. And it's, it's very, very cool. It's very slick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Can you guess? I I'm thinking any Coen Brothers film, pretty much. So No Country for Old Men, Fargo, no. The Big Lebowski. Daniel's not going to choose that. No, I know, but that's what I put on my list anyway. I consider The Big Lebowski, but it didn't spring to mind as a crime movie. No, they're not really the bad guys in that one either. No. And the thing is, the films I'm choosing are focusing on the bad guys. So, yeah. any more guesses for Clockwork Orange? No, I did consider that, but <laughs> City of God. Oh, 
Good choice. Wow. Very good choice. I can't remember the plot to City of God, actually. Oh, it what? followed this this child through... Which is also a true story, as well. Yeah, his life in Brazil, and he... A lot of... A lot of stuff happened to him. Yeah. Without <laughs> swearing, but yeah. And it follows his life, again, like Goodfellas, but just Brazil, and it is a harsher world. Yeah. And I think it tells itself very well. Mm. A lot of good points in that movie. It's got stylistic points as well. Like it's a, it's a little bit Guy Ritchie in there as well. Mm. Which is good. The um, there's a scene that we studied for our um, our film studies course. Um, it's just at the market. In the and very it has beginning. So many cuts. It cuts like every quarter of a second. Just between all this bustling market, and it really sets the scene. Yeah. I think that's all I can remember. But <laughs> you need to watch it again. I do. Very I do. good. Well done, Daniel. Yeah, so that's the end of my list. Hope you enjoyed. Okay, now it's time for our in-production segment. In-production! Today we're going to talk about Life of Pi, which is directed by Ang Lee and released on the 20th of December, so get ready for that. We saw the trailer when we went to go and see Skyfall. Theo, what did you think of it? Uh, everybody else go first, I think. Uh, okay, this <laughs> You've film read the book, haven't you? I haven't read the book, no. This, oh. this film is based on a book and the director... <laughs> No, some people wanted to um, make the film. They've secured the rights, but no director would touch it because it works with like three things that all directors fear. Children, animals, and water. This is basically the story of a child <laughs> who gets shipwrecked, well, um, lost at sea with a tiger. So I think, to be honest, you should give him some credit for, for what he's tried to make. Um, there's most of it is computer generated. You've got the tiger on the boat, which, to be honest, from the trailer, I thought looked pretty good. I thought, like, because uh, his parents own a, uh, a zoo, isn't it, or some yeah, sort of zoo? Yeah, I think it's a travelling zoo. Back in their home in India, and they're, and they're travelling across the ocean, and they could get shipwrecked. I thought the anim- animals looked absolutely terrible. Really? In CGI. I thought this was that like... That zebra, there was a zebra swimming yep, through the water. that looked awful. Really? Yeah. Is it because you noticed it was CGI? Yeah, no, it was, it was really jarring. This was like Uncanny Valley sort of thing. I was going like, ugh. I could definitely like... tell it was CGI, hmm. but that didn't stop my enjoyment of it. Yeah, but there's a fine line between... I, I, I don't really want to go into talking about the Uncanny Valley here, but yeah. this is basically kind of like you see something that just kind of looks like it should be real, but you know it isn't. It's mm. not quite cartoony, and it's not photorealistic at the same there's, time. There's a large whale as well. There's um, lots of green glowing fish in the water. That's in, in all the trailers. <laughs> so, yeah. what what did you think of the whale? I thought it looked all right. Well, that looks fine, because it's supposed to look like that mystical fantasy kind of thing. But just mm. like, if you've got an entire film with, with a CGI tiger, it just looks a bit naff. Did you watch The Golden Compass? No, no, I didn't. Ah, uh, okay. Because through most of that, there's, like, polar bears and things. Mm. And they... You know they're computer-generated, but they don't stop your enjoyment. You've seen the Polar movie. Express, right? Yeah. That film isn't very well animated, is it? No. I mean, all, yeah. All the animals kind of look like the kids in that... Mm. In the Polar Express, I thought. But we're just talking about the CG here. I don't know if the plot is any good or anything like that. Yeah. My, so. my first impressions of the trailer, plot-wise, is that... There wasn't much going. I have no idea what the book's about or what the film is going to be about, but it just didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere. I mean, what would happen? 
when they're at sea after they made friends. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of got that Kenzuki's Kingdom feel to it. Okay. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Okay, well, if I might go watch it with you then. Yeah. Just like put my whatever it is to shame or to rest or (laughs) whatever the phrase is. I can't think of it now. I would be interested to see what this film is about and Mm. whether I would enjoy it or not. But I'm not going to jump out to the cinema. Okay. I'm going to say that with my arms folded the whole time. <laughs> I'd be pessimistic. Oh, you <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm going to come to the cinema with you, but I won't enjoy it. <laughs> eat my popcorn loudly. Okay, let's move on to our movie masterpiece. It's time for another movie masterpiece. This week, it's my turn for a movie masterpiece, and I have chosen to review... da 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 one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, fair enough. I didn't expect Ooh. that. Well, yeah, because last time I kind of did singing in the rain, which was all feel good, and and now I'd quite I'd like to bring it down a bit. Let's bring the tone down. Oh, a no, bit. I I would argue that like most of one flew over is quite feel good in a way. It is. It's very yeah. funny. Okay. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a 1975 drama film based on a novel. It stars Jack Nicholson and was the second film to win all five major Academy Awards. That's Best Picture, Actor, Actress, Director and Screenplay. So Mac McMurphy is a criminal who's transferred to a mental institution for evaluation. He isn't mentally ill and just hopes to avoid doing hard work and serve the rest of his term in a comfortable hospital. In his light-hearted way, he tries to show the rest of the inmates a good time, and his efforts are constantly blocked by the evil Nurse Ratched. So evil. Who is, she's, oh, if, if we do a top five villains, right, if she's not number one, I will... Actually, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, the characters in this are excellent. Nurse Ratched is very evil, played by Louise Fletcher, and she's just so... Apparently, for the last... Um, the last day of filming she was so upset that everybody else got to play like light-hearted characters and she felt so like grumpy she stripped to her underwear and just danced around a bit so that everybody would see she wasn't cold-hearted because she felt so evil in portraying that character and you've got Danny DeVito who's in it Christopher Lloyd from that Back was like the, the first roles or something mm-hmm. wasn't it and uh, many of the extras were actually authentic mental patients mm. Um, the director relied heavily on reaction shots to pull more characters into the scene so most of the time he just focused on Jack Nicholson (laughs) like even if he didn't have any dialogue the camera would just be square on Jack Nicholson Mm. until he made a reaction and the shot of Nurse Ratched looking like really icily at at, um, there's loads of those shots there's there's one particularly good after um, Nicholson returns from shock therapy that one was actually her irritated to react her, her irritated reaction to a piece of direction that the director gave. <laughs> so she was just looking irritated at him, not at, at the at the um, the actor. And the script called for McMurphy to leap on a guard and kiss him when first arriving at the hospital, but the director wanted to surprise wanted a genuine reaction. So he told Jack Nicholson to jump on the wrong guard. (laughs) And in one take, (laughs) apparently he punches him. Oh dear. He punches Jack Nicholson off him. And the author was so bitter about the way the filmmakers were butchering his story that he vowed never to watch it. And he was just flicking through some channels at once, like settled down on watching this film and then realised it was his book and and switched off the TV. Um, The ending is sad and iconic I mean, how many times have we looked at each other and just gone, chief? That is such a good character. And that final take 
That final shot took one take. Mm. I think this is an excellent movie, and it, it definitely deserves to be a movie masterpiece. Definitely. Mm. I'd agree with that. Do you guys want to add anything? No, I, I really enjoyed it. I watched it with Louis, and, 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 and he loved it as well. I think it, it's, it's, it's one of those... It's, it's, it's nearly timeless, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The, the quality as well. For the time it was made, like the quality of those shots is just beautiful. It's like the good, the bad and the ugly kind of cinema. <laughs> it's, it's excellent and it, it will last. That's a film that you, you can rewatch. Okay. Yeah. It's time to move on to the quiz. 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 It's the quiz. Okay, uh, this week it's my turn to do the quiz. Uh, question one. Who was initially offered the role that eventually went to Morgan Freeman in Seven? Oh, I've seen this somewhere. I won't remember this. Morgan Freeman does a great job. In yes, Seven. he does. Because he's meant to be like the perfect cop, and mm. then that scene where he just throws his his metronome. flick knife. Oh no, it isn't a flick. Sorry, I don't know where metronome. I got that metronome. It got your metronome. Throws his metronome <laughs> at a dartboard. That is excellent. Um, no, I won't get this. Daniel, oh. guess. Was he black? Yes. That's going to narrow it down. <laughs> Who can be that awesome and with that much depth that we know? Do we know him? Uh, no, shall I just tell you? Jamie yeah. Foxx. No, it is Danny Glover. Who's Danny Glover? He was in Lethal Weapon. Really? Yes. He, he's, he's, he's quite... Um, did you I, see 2012 as well? I can't quite imagine that. Okay. Yeah, I, I know who you mean. Yeah. yeah. No, he was initially offered it because he was wow. he, uh, because Morgan Freeman wasn't very big at that point. Mm. So, yeah, no, the role just went to Glover instead. Okay. Question number two: What is the only Studio Ghibli film not to have an official English release under Disney? What's the released under Disney? The most recent one, mm. Arietti. N- uh, no, no, it might not have been released, but it's going to be for, one of the early ones, isn't it? Uh, mildly early, yes. Laputa. No. No, of course. That, had that was your Mark guess. Hamelin. Yeah. No, we won't get this. Uh, no, you didn't guess. Come on. I did guess. Arietti. Oh, no. did you? Mm-hmm. It's only yesterday. Ah. Uh, which is very heavy on Japanese themes, and it was, and it's a little bit more coming of age, it's a little bit more adolescent, and Disney didn't quite go with that. So, mm. yeah, they didn't, they didn't release it, basically. Oh. Uh, question three. Daniel, we're flagging. We need to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> question three. Uh, the film A Fistful of Dollars is loosely based well like I use that phrase loosely as well uh, on which famous Japanese western have we seen it you have not seen it Japanese western yeah I didn't even A Fistful of Dollars is excellent it is like this film came out first and it is ridiculously similar mm. is it very well known yes has it got swords in uh, yes it's not going to be like the Seven Samurai. No, it's by the same director, however. As the Seven Samurai? Yes. I don't know this. Okay, sorry. Okay. It's Yojimbo. Oh, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Yes, it's 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 remarkably similar. You got that whole mm. thing as like I'm going to need three coffins, and he kills four people, and he comes out and goes like, Oh, actually, I needed four. And oh wow! The, the whole plot is it's absolutely identical. Mm. Uh, I prefer um, out of that and for a few dollars more I prefer a few dollars more because of the watch I prefer a few dollars more actually I th- 
but we won't get into that now. So. <laughs> uh, question four. What was the stage name for the fake shark in Jaws? I know this. Yep. Um, Spielberg named the shark after his lawyer. So I think it was Bruce. It was Bruce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which which is another bit of trivia because the shark in Finding Nemo yeah. was is Bruce also after. called Bruce. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, Bruce. Hi. Okay. Fish our friends. And I left possibly the hardest one for last. Oh, man, we've got one right. <laughs> Question five. Which famous American actor did Emperor Hirohito request to see at the end of World War II because this actor embodied all things American? Humphrey Bogart? No. American actor? Very, very famous. Cary Grant? No. Woman or man? Man. Man. Oh. I was just thinking of all things American. (laughs) I have seen this. Pretty much every young boy in the 50s wanted to be this man. What kind of genre? Western? It is Western. Clint Eastwood? No. He was 60s. Non Westerns. Do you know Westerns? Not before that. It's got to be a famous Western. It's got to be something Hirohito will watch. (laughs) I'm out of guesses, man. Do we know this person? John Wayne. Oh, of course. Oh, wow. Damn. If, if you've ever seen a John Wayne film, you're just like instantly... He's, he's kind of like Bruce Campbell. He's got that sort of bizarre magnetism. He isn't the greatest actor in the world, but at the same time, you know that like there's something about him. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's just unique, I think. Well, okay. yeah. You bested us. I, I, hope, yeah. I hope you learnt something. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, sir. All right, next week my quiz is going to be really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made it easy that first week. Okay, we are done for this week. Tune in next week for another hot cup of film. I've been Mark. I've been Theo. And I've been Daniel. We'll see you next week. Thanks.